Mike one, Mike one, isn't this a lot of fun? Did you, America? there. Welcome to another Did You America? He's Jeremy Hoffman. I'm Ian Camfield. You're listening to Season 2, Episode... <gasps> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, if you want to check out old ones or talk to us, you can go to didyouamerica.com. If it's easier for you to strike up conversation via the socials on Twitter, I'm Ian Camfield. On Instagram, Camfield off the radio. Um, before we get going, I would like to say I, uh, before recording today's podcast, went for, th- for a, a stroll through Deep Hellum, which is the very arty area of DFW, for those of you who don't know, because, you know, when you think of me, you think arty, right? Yeah, some might call it arty, some might call it homeless. <laughs> no, that's if you go that way. I went that oh, way. Oh, you went the other way. Yeah, okay, I went got that it, way. Got the homeless it. are that right, way. Got right, it. Right, right. <laughs> you go that way, there's stuff. Um... So uh, yeah, I was uh, I was I was having a wander, and uh, I I was uh, troubled by a couple of things that I saw. Uh, there's a I think it's a bar. It's not actually a place that I've been to, and uh, now with their new signage, I'm even more d- disinclined to go in. But it's a place called Trick Pony, right? Okay. And uh, I'm walking past it on Main Street in Deep Ellum, and I was like, <gasps> Union Jack sign in the doorway, like the British flag. What? Uh, Wait, what did they call the British flag? Union Jack. You've never heard that? I've never heard that, Okay, no. that's Jeremy's first example of being a stupid American. <laughs> You've bad. never heard that the British flag is called the Union Jack. Wait, this is going like to sound the, really Like the American flag what? is the Stars and Stripes, oh, right? Okay. You see what I mean? I was going to ask, what's the American flag called? They, the stars and stripes. Right, I get that now. You've never heard. How old are you? Twenty nine. And you've never heard that the British flag is called the Union Jack. Never in my life. I was like, "Who's Union Jack, old buddy?" <laughs> He's just really into union work. So much so that they called him Union Jack. So I'm wandering down Main Street, minding my own affairs, and suddenly, out of the corner of my eye, and I mean, it's not a small one, it's the double doors leading into this bar, huge British flag. Did you get, like, PTSD? I react to that like some activists react to certain statues they want to tear down. (laughs) We're we're in Texas, right? And then... There's Uh, supposed to be one star and two stripes there, sir. I am doing my best to hold in the vomit that's just appeared in my mouth. Although, to be fair, on the sidewalks of Deep Ellum, vomit here and there. I would have just been adding to the decor. I just threw up. Someone would have been going, oh, you're here to decorate Deep Ellum? (laughs) You're late. (laughs) Yeah, we've been throwing up since two o'clock this morning. (laughs) So... Then, then I noticed that they put up some other signage next to this ridiculously large British flag that says the British invasion. And then in one window, they've got a picture of the Beatles. And in another window, they've got a picture of Queen. Now, I don't know what the idea of this, of this, this theme is for this bar, Trick Pony, but I don't like it. Sounds like a place where redcoats go to gather and talk about not revolution. I'm telling you this. Part of the reason I like being in the great state of Texas is because I'm special. I'm not so special if I'm wandering down the road and I'm running into pictures of Freddie Mercury and the Beatles. Well, there's also like randomly there's a lot of bars that want to be pubs. They want to come off like, oh, drunks go here like the old British pubs. And they try to British it up. But (laughs) as I've learned from you is where I thought this is all, you know, very accurate. You have told me that all these places are shams. I went to one last week. Now, these are things that I do approve of. When America thinks they're doing British things for the sake of being, you know, kitschy and like British, but they're getting it totally wrong and they're just so American and they don't realize it. That I'm fine with. There's a a bar in uh, Bishop Arts, which is about uh, 15 minutes from where I live in uh, Dallas. And um, it's called Ten Bells Tavern, right? right. Now, history, um, 
Why am I? I'm, 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 I was about to talk about Jack the Ripper like you'd have the first idea of who he was, but you didn't know the British flag was the Union Jack. So we're going down an avenue that is going to be. I might as Jack, well be. Jack the Ripper is like a cartoon character, like the Cracker Jacks guy, right? <laughs> So Jack, no. the, Jack the Ripper was very famous for murdering prostitutes several centuries ago in, in, in oldie worldy London. There are various movies about him. I must him. be related. Um, oh, God. <laughs> um, and there's a pub in London called the Ten Bells Tavern, which is where um, Jack the Ripper used to go find his prostitutes and then take them back and dismember them, basically. right? right? Uh, apparently, some people who live in Dallas were so impressed with the Ten Bells Tavern in London, which still exists to this day, they decided that they were going to open their own bar in the Bishop Arts area of Dallas and call it the Ten Bells Tavern, and it would be it should be a, a, a British-themed People go there to murder prostitutes? Yes, that's exactly what happens. Oh my god. There's happy hour Do after the cops five. No. <laughs> happy hour between five and seven. <laughs> Pay for one, get one right. free. <laughs> Gotta try this place. Don't make it too bloody. <laughs> so I went there. And um yeah, I uh, I took a friend of mine there who's actually British and um it's so un-British. First of all, now I quite like it because it's so un-British, but the place from the outside looks like a barn that's made of corrugated iron. Right. So, <laughs> if you, and it's also in a in an area. There's some sort of nicer, modern, uh, new build stuff around it. But this particular barn is sort of on its own area of wasteland. So it literally looks like if anything was, it even looks like it would be an abandoned building or if there's anything that is going on inside there right now, it's probably a drug factory. This is how un-British that place is. I had gone there several times and I had no clue that it had any British involvement. I didn't know about even that it was called Ten Dolls Tavern. It's so un-British. The best thing on their menu is not fish and chips. It's chicken fried steak. <laughs> they make a delicious chicken fried steak at this place. So I'm walking past it with my friend and I said, oh yeah, we'll go get a drink at the Ten Belt so you can see how Texas does British, right. is what I said to her. Chicken fried steak. And uh, we were walking past uh, and I said, look, there it is. And she says, oh my God, I'm not going in there because it literally <laughs> looks like a barn made out of steel that's got a door at the front. There's not even a sign. You would, never mind British pub, you wouldn't even know that it had any kind of liquor license right. or anything in there. So anyway, we go- They don't in, even have lights. They barely, the, it literally is, the inside of it is like a small barn and the only light that comes in from the outside is because they call it a patio, but they've got doors that basically open out to another sort of dust bowl out the back where they've set up some, some benches. Patio, that's an area for the stray cats. <laughs> they is- allow stray cats everywhere at this place. Why would you take your friend there? No, let's never mind the British aspect. She, when we, <laughs> this place is disgusting. It's not disgusting. It's, it's actually ve- really good. It's actually very good. Um, she saw it from the outside. Was scared to go in. Then when we went inside, and she wasn't so scared because she's spoken to a bartender, and he seemed to be quite nice. Even just from the look of it, her next comment was but they do food. <laughs> right, you would never expect them to have, like, where's their kitchen? So from the outside, you feel like you've won some sort of contest if you can go in there and not get shot. And then you don't believe that they would actually serve any kind of food just because of the look of it. But, the, you know, if there's a moral to this story, it's that looks can be deceiving because in actual fact, it's a lovely bar full of lovely people. And like you said, the chicken fried steak is very, very good. But... About the only British aspect to it is that they serve fish and chips on their menu, and I saw a picture of a Dalek from Doctor Who behind the bar. That's they're, good enough. They're about the only British things of the whole place. And yet, the people that run it think that they've got this strong British vibe going because apparently they were very impressed when they once made a trip to London and went to the original Ten Bells Tavern, which, as I said, is uh, famous. They, because did, they Jack- didn't do that. What? They watched a documentary about Jack the Ripper. They were like, oh, let's do that. You think so? Oh, for sure. You, When you walked in there, you're lucky that they didn't lock you in. They just got doubled more British with you and your friend. That's now four <laughs> British things in there. <laughs> I could just be in the corner like an artifact. Hello. <laughs> Do you remember the British guy that used to be on the radio? We've got him now. It's good money. <laughs> 
Look, you keep saying I need a job. This is what's going to happen. Maybe that's their new, th- like Jack the Ripper just collected hookers. <laughs> they're collecting British they things. British and they're keeping- <laughs> if you if you use the secret code word, you can get into the basement, and that's where they keep all the British people. <laughs> that's actually what they're doing. But no, yeah, generally, I mean, I um, uh, the friend of mine who was visiting, she's from uh, England, but she visited me in Phoenix when I lived there as well. And there's a British bar there, which again is absolutely nothing like a British bar. Um, it, it looks like an American dive bar. It does have, uh, it shows Manchester United games. So they've got like menu stuff on the walls and a few British bits and pieces. So at least there's some sort of British decor. This 10 Bells Tavern, literally, I mean, I, I said to her, you know why there's no windows? Because that dates back to when this was a really dodgy neighborhood and they couldn't have any windows because if people from the outside saw people in there, you might get shot. Right. Like if you didn't have any windows, <laughs> there was nothing here. to shoot at. You know, it, it kind of it, it, it dates back to that time. But yeah, so generally, Americans trying to do British pubs is a huge fail if you want something that's authentically British. As a Brit who lives in America, I'm very happy with that because I don't want something that's authentically British. And to your point about the stray cats out the back, they've got all these feral cats that wander around their their patio area. They've built like a little wooden house for the cats out the back, right? right? And um, But they've named all of the cats after uh, bands and different members of bands because the, the reason why I found this British bar to start with was because there was one cat there that apparently can be a bit vicious to the random diners so they called that one motorhead (laughs) and they've got another cat that's called jerry cantrell named after the guitarist from alice in chains again you would never go into a british pub and meet a cat and go oh that one's called motorhead that's jerry cantrell they'd be like kill the cat and eat it (laughs) so americans trying to do british things badly i'm all for it yeah. Give me some fish and chips and a picture of a Dalek. I quite, I mean, I would rather... Chicken hang, fried fish. I would, right. I would rather hang out with a potentially vicious cat called Motorhead than another British person. Right? <laughs> That's I, the dream. I, I, I literally, I would, spend, I would rather spend time with a feral cat named after a member of Alice in Chains than another British person. Can we just replace that whole country with just like a couple feral cats named Motorhead? So, uh, first of all, I see this thing. I see the trick pony British invasion as I'm wandering around Deep Ellum. And then as if England's coming back to haunt me. So that's already, I've, I've, I've gone and bought, a, I, went, I was going out to buy a hipster coffee. That was, my, that was my, my thing. And now I've got this like, oh my God. Like, Brian May's got eyes on me from this queen display. <laughs> you can't escape. There's a, there's, a, there's a, you know, a huge British flag. And then uh, I'm, I'm, anyway, I'm, I'm wandering like a, a, a street further down. And uh, there's a, a high-end apartment building that um, I knew it had been up for sale. I guess it's got new owners now. And it used to be called uh, Novell Deep Ellum, right? Novell's the name of a chain of apartment buildings. Right, right. So I guess Novell have, have sold it. And they've got new signs that I noticed today. And the new sign is Indie Deep Ellum. Indie, I-N-D-I-E. Now, you won't know this because you didn't even know the British flag was called... Union Jack. I'm but, thinking, isn't that something to do with India? Are you from there too? Indy, I-N-D-I-E, is the term that British people use for what you Americans consider alternative music. Only indie, mostly, is the shitty British version of it. It's like Britpop and everything that's worse. So they never called anything alternative in in the UK. They called it indie music for independent. Have you not noticed all the signs going up saying that Deep Ellum will soon be Little England? Indie? Indie's like Blur. Oasis, the charlatans, they're the good end of it. (laughs) While they were dominating everything in Shitsville when I was growing up, I was going, why is no one playing Alice in Chains? Why is no one naming a cat Jerry Cantrell? (laughs) Where are Stone Temple Pilots? Why does no one know anything else off of Nevermind except Smells Like Teen Spirit? And God forbid that they know anything apart from Alive by Pearl Jam or that there was this band called Mother Love Mine. Like, none of that resonated. You know why? You know why? Because rather than listening to some of the greatest songs that were made by bands like Stone Temple Pilots, people in Shitsville preferred 
to listen to Blur going two minutes. And all that. Right? That, 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 Jeremy Hoffman, is indie. Indie spelled I-N-D-I-E. And it's now up the road from me, one street down from the fucking British invasion at Trick Pony. So you're, so you're not going to move in there. Look, if it was called like STPD Pelham, <laughs> I mean, actually, no, that's, that's classic rock Deep Pelham. If it were if I, like, STPD Pelham, just sounds a bit too close to STDD Pelham. That, that, <laughs> Norwegian that, death metal Deep Pelham. That, that suggests that like Deep Pelham's got so grimy, it's developed its own STD. Oh, it's that's, there. It's only being <laughs> spread around here. So. I mean, I, I think, like, again, you won't know any of these bands, but you can look them up after you've listened to this podcast. You know what's indie? It's all of the shit things that came in the 90s while America was enjoying music by like Nirvana and Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam. Bands like Sleeper, Menswear. Uh, have you ever heard of any of these? No. Um, just, just the most archetypal British... Never made it in America because either they weren't good enough or they didn't have the work ethic. Or an ability to get on a plane. Maybe they were afraid of flying. You don't know. Anyway, that's just an observation that I made from wandering around my local area. Like, you're giving... I, I, you, you're having so much influence on the neighborhood. No, I don't want a British flag. And then one street south of the British flag, a building which has changed its name that suggests that Liam Gallagher is about to do a fucking gig on the roof. I don't want that. I yeah, don't want that. Yeah, but think about this. Now all the places that you can get chicken fried fish. I'm officially renaming fish and chips chicken fried fish. Right. Anyway, that was just an observation. You know when they say don't mess with Texas, this is the kind of thing that they mean. Well, this is what happens when we let one of you move in. (laughs) No. Look at what you've done. This is like the opposite. Look, we've started letting Californians move in. Look at what's happened. Now you, I don't even know where I live anymore. You know when um you know when uh, it's election time and people start having their uh, their their political ads on the TV my version of that based around Deep Ellum and that building rename would be just holding up a piece of vinyl and I'm going this is a British band from 1993 called Menswear they're fucking shit do you <laughs> want this playing in all of your bars because you can start with Queen that's fine but you start putting up British flags and, and it ends up like this make Texas not British again just fuck indie I-N-D-I-E I mean so yeah you're right PTSD you starts with the flag the best thing that could happen to me today is that I'm in one of those weird movies where where I wake up and I'm I'm terrified about all of this and I just walk back up the street and the British flag was never there and Novell D. Pelham is still called Novell D. Pelham. None of the signage has changed and that I never see Freddie Mercury's teeth looking at me from another poster again. You're going to be so mad when people start referring to this as the indie pod. <laughs> yeah, it's not as mainstream as the other ones. Yeah, they're kind of independent, but British. It's an indie pod. <laughs> All right. Uh, there's some other things to talk about. Oh, actually, uh, Jeremy wanted to talk about Jared from Subway before oh, we move yeah. on. I, you know, so I was just thinking. I saw a Subway ad one before I uh, left to come over here, and you know. I started thinking, like, when, with all this nostalgia reboot stuff that's been going on over the last few years, when is Subway going to reboot Jared from Subway? <laughs> but then I remembered. I forgot. Jared from Subway's in jail. He's a pedophile. Right. So then I started, like, really thinking, because, you know, one high idea leads to another high idea. Hang on. Can I just inter- – I'm going to pull the curtain back just for a second here about yeah. how we do this podcast, because I just want to say, like, this is probably something that we, we should be talking about off air. Is this turning into – have you thought this bit through? No, 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 okay, no, of course right, not. Okay, okay, all right. Of course not. I feel like you're really using this bit now to workshop your next bit of right, stand-up. Right, yeah, this is the whole bit. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I started thinking – do you think Jared from Subway got fat again while in jail? 
Because there's no way they're feeding him a proper diet that he used to lose those 600 pounds. Nor do they have Subway sandwiches available in jail. I don't know. I've never been to prison, but I assume they don't have a Subway there in the canteen. All right, this was a bit for you to workshop some stand-up. I've got an idea of how you can... Let's just workshop a stand-up bit, right? <laughs> I, just, I like that. It's a, a, it is a good stand-up routine, but it's also very, like, you don't know. No, I'm not arguing I'm with you. I'm very much no, curious. No. Is he's fat right okay. now? Okay, I've got a new, I've got, a, I've got, I've got a new idea of where we can take that bit. Okay. I mean, I will be open to the fact that we've almost completed segment one of this podcast, and I mean, my bit about British things turning up in Deep Ellum went nowhere. It was basically what we basically did was spend ten minutes with me doing some kind of therapy for how fucked up I am about British things. Yeah, and we're now this is wor- like a weekly occurrence, and we're now workshopping your stand up. So how about this? Right, this podcast yeah, is really taking a turn. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good opening bit about did Jared from Subway get fat in jail? I think he did. Somehow take that topic as a stand-up routine to a bit where you you confuse Jared from Subway with Jake from State Farm. (laughs) Jake from State Farm definitely got fat in jail. You remember when everyone thought that Jake from State Farm died and then it just turned out now he's a black guy? They changed. Yeah, there's a new one. Oh, I've, I don't think I've. I think I've he only looks been like Drake. Yeah, I think I've only been here since it was the Drake lookalike. You don't know the original fat schlubby Jake from State Farm? No. Oh my god, brother, you are missing out. So this guy, he hits the town. He becomes. He's like oh, flow from uh, what's progressive? Flow? Progressive. Fuck that lady. Jake from State Farm's where it's at. He's at the club. All right, he's get, making getting a bit rain. aggressive now. Maybe dial down. But, but okay, back, <laughs> well, to, back, to the work, back to workshopping the stand-up bit. Maybe saying, dial, down the, king. dial down the aggression so we'll just flow from progressive. Then, <laughs> You'll be hitting on the fucking she's ge- the, she's the, the, worst. the gecko next. From, <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on the gecko. <laughs> from, what's that from? Uh, Geico. Geico, duh. yeah. Plus, I want to bring back Gilbert, Gilbert Gottfried as the Aflac duck. That needs to happen. Right. Anyways. Yeah. So Jake from State farm gum super famous he's in every commercial and all of a sudden he just disappears and there be there's all these rumors that he died and like they create this whole like convoluted story that like he was murdered and everything and it came out like five years later he's like guys none of that's true i'm still alive and now i'm back in the state farm commercial so you've missed out on like a whole era of state farmisms. What, so it's the same guy, he just got fit. No, no, yeah, he got fit and turned black somehow. No, it's a totally different guy. Because I'm going to say. No, now there's a new yeah, guy. Are you telling me there's a blackface thing that's not being exposed? <laughs> Is that what you're telling that's me? That's what I'm telling you. State Farm. Oh my How no God. one's calling out State, state Farm. Farm's like, shh, <laughs> let's just hope we can get away with it like Stern and Kimmel did. Shh, shh. They're about to go, hey, Jake, you're going to have to take the summer off like Kimmel. But uh, it'll be co- it'll be, don't eat too much while you're not on camera because we like you being fit. You just can't put blackface on anymore. You know what happened to him? Clearly, he never went to jail because when you go to jail, you don't get proper. You know, you might think like, oh, Jared from Subway is clearly, you know, he, like most people in jail, there's not much to do. You hit the gym, you start working out. I don't exactly see Jared like hanging with the boys in the yard, you know, pumping iron every no, day. No, he's like the nerd in the library trying to read and not get beat up every day. No. Like when they're doing the longest yard football team in jail, he's not exactly the quarterback. He's most likely the cheerleader. <laughs> right. I'm more interested. So there was a different Jake from State Farm. Yeah, there's a yeah. You're you're like years behind, well, man. Well, no, because I've only been here a few years. I it's don't always care. Been, it's always been the same one. They don't call the original Jake from State Farm Mr. Worldwide for nothing. It's the recall to a favorite thing that we talk about that only I really care about on the podcast. When they decided to replace him with a new Jake from State Farm, did they sit around in their meeting at State Farm and go, "Well, there was that one season of the Jukes of Hazard when we replaced them with the lookalike." <laughs> Right. The new Jake from State Farm is so much better. Oh. Yeah, he looks sick in those khakis. Right, okay. Um okay, well this was a good little therapy workshop bit of um the yeah. podcast. I just I think I think I want a picture of what Jared from Subway looks like now in jail. Right, I bet j- he's 600 pounds. I'm just bringing it back. It's where it started. I'm just letting you know. I think he's fat now. I think they need to get... He's back in those giant pants, and life is horrible for him because he's a pedophile. 
<laughs> right, was that your profound yeah, way? Okay. End. Thank it's you. End. Thank you, everybody. That was <laughs> the end of the stand-up. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bow and I leave. <laughs> All right, there's some uh, current stuff for us to discuss, uh, which we'll get to next. All right, let's do part two of Did You America. If you would like to vote for our song of the week, head to didyouamerica.com or there is a poll on Twitter at Ian Camfield. Uh, this week, I went with I Don't Live Here Anymore by The War on Drugs. I went with Jason Isbell on the 400 units uh, REM cover, Driver 8. And uh, New York producer choosing Fire in Your House by Walk the Moon. So Walk the Moon's Fire in Your House, Driver 8 by Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit. Or I Don't Live Here Anymore by The War on Drugs. I have a look for the poll on my Twitter at Ian Camfield. Or you can vote at uh, digiamerica.com. Right, now we've um, had some therapy for me and some workshopping Jeremy's stand-up routine. Can Let's- we actually pod now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can actually get down to talking about some, you know, recent things that are, you know, more relevant to my... Something the audience might care about. Right. Okay. Rather than my my skew-whiff state of mind. This one's for and you, your folks. Sta- and your stand-up career that never became never a happened, career. Never right? will yeah, be anything, it's- yeah. <laughs> it's just this now. Me and you in your kitchen. Uh, we spoke about Daniel Craig uh, saying goodbye to James Bond on the previous episode. Um, he's now been talking more. I guess he's going to be talking a lot about Bond because he's uh, he would have it written into his contract that you do one more movie, you've got to do all the PR for the movie, which is right. coming out in uh, in a matter of weeks. Um, and then uh, at the risk of perhaps being cancelled, the current James Bond has gone on record as saying that the next James Bond should not be a woman. Trying to get ca- Clearly, he's making sure that he gets cancelled so he never has to do a James Bond again. Cancelable joke here. I thought... The fact that he was crying on camera was preparing us for a female James Bond. But it's, <laughs> yeah, well, that's again, this is something we've spoken into existence because that was our whole thing on last podcast was that clearly he's a woman now and is the first <laughs> because woman he's Bond. crying. And now he's he heard that episode. He's like, whoa, 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 James Bond is not woman. What I feel bad about is like. This just shows you like the state of media today and cancel culture is because every single headline made it seem like he straight up was like, oh, James Bond will never be a woman. They have vaginas. They can't do that work. But like the rest of the quote was being like, come on, guys, can we not have roles for women? Like we don't need to reinvent this. Like, let's just have that level of awesome roles for women. Right, it was right, actually right. like a very like profound thing and like very woke, but instead, no, cancel him. Yeah, I think it's, uh, well, it's, it's it's common sense. James Bond is a man and they want to keep James Bond a man. But Jamie he's, Bond. If he's saying that, uh, you know, women can do that type of role, but there should be a new character invented for the woman. They, I mean, um, what was that? Uh... It came out like three years ago. Atomic Blonde. Yeah, Do you yeah, see yeah. that? Right. That that to me was like that a was female James, James Bond. Bond for sure. But who played that? Uh, was it Scarlett Johansson? No. No. Uh, I'm on she, it. Come Just on, yeah, look, look that up. Um, but yeah, Atomic Bond, and there are probably other examples. But that's Charlize the, Theron. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Um, great in that part. Um, and that was like a, a female James Bond. Now, I don't know if that character can become a, a franchise, but in theory, yeah. And and a role, you know, that she plays perfectly. So his point that, you know, you could have a James Bond type character, but it's not James Bond. It's a woman. Write a new character for a woman to play that part, a la Atomic Blonde. Right. Yeah, no, I think it's... Uh... I think it's really just him trying to do whatever he can to make sure he never plays James Bond again. <laughs> well, when you've done a remake of... Because as we've talked about, he's because he cries, he's a woman. <laughs> when you've done a remake of Never Say Never Again, there's nowhere to go from there. You can't, <laughs> right. you can't possibly... The it's like out of all of the Bond movies that I could remake, that's obviously the best one. That's another callback mm-hmm. to something we bring up quite regularly on this podcast. An- another thing we I at least bring up quite regularly on this podcast, Um, where's our Jewish James Bond? We that we we as Jewish people are always getting skipped over on these things. People get upset when the African Americans aren't represented. People are getting upset when the women aren't represented. When the LGBTQ plus aren't getting represented. What I want a Jewish James Bond. I want someone who's like, oh, this crime. Let's take care of it already. <laughs> you know, the other thing when you when they change the sex of the role, it can often just look 
a, like a deliberately token move. For example, and I actually, I'm, I was fine with this because it's she plays the role very well, but they rebooted Magnum, right? Right. And in the original Magnum with Tom Selleck, there's a bloke called Higgins who's this hoity-toity British person that looks after the big house in Hawaii that Magnum's allowed to live in. Right. Um, and Higgins is a man. And in the reboot of Magnum, Higgins is female. What's actually interesting is that if... The Higgins character, because as a female, Higgins goes out and like kicks ass with Magnum. She's constantly shooting people and getting into fights and all this kind of stuff because she's got this background of working in the Secret Service, right? And the woman that plays the part is is a British person and she plays that part great. So you want a woman alongside Magnum like kicking ass, fine. What's actually really interesting is that if they'd have recast Higgins as a female but kept the character the same, the way that the man played Higgins. Right. That would have been the most 1950s British housewife that you could possibly imagine, <laughs> right? Because because if you watch Higgins in the original Magnum with Tom Selleck, he's this old British guy and all he does is say things like, Magnum, everything's such a mess. I've had to clean up after you. Your room is such a mess. Look at this. Look at that. Now, if that character of Higgins had stayed the same, but they just turned it into a woman for the sake of putting a woman in the role, there would have been uproar because she would have been the most... She would have basically been a housekeeper housewife and it would have been terrible. Well, that's kind of actually why I want a female James Bond. How funny would that be if they kept everything the exact same? So it's just some girl who just like bangs six dudes throughout the whole movie. <laughs> like, it's just objectifying them. It's like slapping them on the ass. <laughs> like, I would love that. You already know that's going to be the first thing they drop, though. <laughs> Yeah, if we had our own network, a parallel universe, we re- cast James Bond as a woman and she's doing exactly that and we reboot the reboot of Magnum but make <laughs> the female Higgins like the most old school housewife you can possibly imagine. I think I should be the first Bond boy, me in a Speedo. No, that's a terrible idea. No, it's an incredible... I, I'm so, if I work out for like two more weeks, I'll get there. You wait. Uh, there's also some um, uh, kickback between Machine Gun Kelly and Corey Taylor. I don't know if this is even worth talking about. I just want to like pick up on this since uh, uh, we spoke about it on the previous episode of the podcast. So it seems like the, uh, the big argument between the Slipknot frontman and Machine Gun Kelly is the fact that um, Corey Taylor was meant to be on the last Machine Gun Kelly album... And he didn't end up being on the album. And now the falling out has uh, got to the point where Machine Gun Kelly is saying the reason why Corey Taylor was uh, kind of uh, slagging him off was because Corey Taylor's upset that he wasn't on Machine Gun Kelly's album. Because according to MGK, Corey Taylor wasn't good enough to rap. But according to Corey Taylor, he's got the receipts from their exchanges where Corey Taylor said, I'm not the guy to be on this track, uh, sort of thanks, but no thanks, which I think is probably Corey Taylor's way of going. Machine Gun Kelly's not very good. And I don't, <laughs> I actually don't want to be on his song. So I'm going to reply nicely and say, thanks for asking me. But like, I'm not the guy. I think what he was doing there was going, I'm not the guy because you're not good enough to have me on the track. So which, I'm taking sides. Which is crazy because as we discussed in the last episode, Corey Taylor will literally go on any album. Well, He's on everyone's <laughs> album. He's on every single album, no matter what. So for him to be like, no, nah, I'm not really into your music says a lot. What I love about this is you know because celebrity boxing is now a thing every time we get one of these feuds you know how to settle it let's take it to the ring undercard of the next jake paul fight mgk versus first Corey taylor I he can wear his mask didn't um didn't um machine gun kelly and um conor mcgregor have some to do with oh the- yeah but he doesn't want none of that Conor McGregor would kill him. I'm saying Conor McGregor... Corey Taylor's an older man. He at least has a chance. Corey Taylor could start getting trained by Conor McGregor. Oh, he'll kick his ass. Corey Taylor can't possibly do any worse than Conor McGregor is doing in his career at the... I mean, Conor Conor McGregor's kind of falling off majorly right now. Conor McGregor's become a total joke, really, right? He can't do anything athletic anymore. Can't throw a first pitch. Did Did you see that? It was awful. Here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing about throwing a first pitch. Did he throw the first pitch? Yeah, I think it was look. Chicago. I think it was at a Cubs, Cubs game. game. Right, I, right, 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 right. To throw, I, it almost seems like 
you have to do that on purpose. Like when you have the comically bad first pitch where it goes like far to the left or far to the right or slams right into the ground, you have to be doing that on purpose. It is not that difficult to throw a ball somewhat straight. Well, I would say this. Uh, so I can't throw a ball. Part of the reason I think I turned out as I am is because for most of my years growing up as a little kid, all my dad used to say to me was, you can't throw a ball, you can't kick a ball, you can't catch a ball, right? They're, they're like... Well, it's they're, good parenting <laughs> <laughs> that was like uh you know people say well you know you were brought up with good manners and good standards to live by and i'm well, he's like a can't, fantastic can't singer throw a ball can't <laughs> kick a ball can't you know but man can he dance <laughs> <laughs> no even musical aspirations that i had weren't encouraged i wanted to learn how to play guitar in order to teach myself how to play guitar i had to rely on my nan who was as we'd say in england a bit dodgy to get me a beat up old guitar that she'd found from one of her neighbors that was clearly stolen and had fallen off the back of a truck i had to handle stolen goods in order to get a guitar because my parents wouldn't buy me my own one so you had no, to be an accessory so, to a crime so no, don't think that i was raised in a oh my god he's terrible at sports but will encourage right. his musical endeavors i had to handle literal literally contraband but in to order throw, to learn guitar to throw a ball 30 feet to no. right i think you can manage no, not no, doing no, that no 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 my point is i don't think I could but I've got enough wherewithal to know that I couldn't and the, and I think if you are famous enough to be asked to throw out the first pitch you should have you should have enough wherewithal to know whether or not you can or you can't do it and if you can't do it then you say no Conor McGregor should have said no Fauci right when he threw out the first right. pitch it was a disaster now at the time apart from Certain sections of the population who hated him from the start and still hate him now. There were a lot of people that were like, okay, you know, he's a doctor. He's helping us through the pandemic. He's, he's you know, there was a lot of support for Fauci, right? right? He was on the front cover of Time magazine. He was like, I mean, it was ridiculous when he was being like, oh, the sexiest person alive. But he was getting, <laughs> he was getting all of those accolades, yes? And he's clearly a clever man. Even if you're one of the people who hates Fauci, if, you, if you're one of the people that's going, Fauci, 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 ow, ow, ow. Are they right. doing that still? Yeah, definitely. Was, was that Fauci or Thatcher? I might I be getting Fauci <laughs> confused with Thatcher. But the point is, it, whether you like or dislike Fauci, clever man should have been clever enough to think, you know, it's ridiculous that I've been voted the sexiest man alive. But you know what's more ridiculous? Me trying to throw a first pitch because I know I can't throw a ball. He must have known that. I think that baseball's not telling us something. I think they are putting some sort of force field that we cannot see around the in between the mound and home plate because there I'm sorry I don't care who you are it is physically impossible to throw a ball that far away from your target it can't be done you I guarantee you if we went outside right now and I gave you a baseball, went 60 feet away from you less cuz they never go to the mound if I went 45 feet away from you you would at least hit within a two-foot radius of my wide body. That's giving you a lot of space. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Every time. Mm. Every single time. Mm. Conor McGregor was doing a bit there. He wanted you to think show... He could I think he was. I think he was showing, like, uh, it's not going to be a perfect pitch, and I don't want them to criticize me, so I'm just going to throw it as hard as I can, and when you do that, it just it goes everywhere. Right. You know? Is Conor McGregor at the point now where, when it comes to any sporting endeavor... He doesn't have to try because he's made A, so much money and B, has a little bit more money to be had from the level of interest there is in him that actually he's probably richer than he could ever possibly have dreamed so far. He can become slightly richer, but he can do that with actually without having any kind of sporting prowess going forward, like fitness and the dedication to fighting and stuff has gone out the window completely. Conor McGregor is an absolute genius. Most people hate fighters that do what he does. You know, people like Floyd Mayweather, who it's all talk, but like, I mean, what he's doing is he's making sure that no matter what he does, whether it's a sporting event or something else, He's getting paid for it by making sure he's the most famous name in his sport. Right. So, you know, when he's talking, he's doing all these things like people get upset about it. But in the end, like he understands he's not that great of a fighter in terms of, you know, UFC history. He's not really one of the best, but he is one of the most famous. So just had an idea. Taking it back to could Conor McGregor 
train Corey Taylor to go in the ring against Machine Gun Kelly because you got to assume that Conor McGregor would be on the Corey Taylor side because he's already had a little bit of a to-do with uh, right. Machine Gun Kelly at, at some award ceremony. Conor McGregor's new role is trainer slash the Don King of Corey Taylor's world. <laughs> see, I see it more as like he's had his Rocky one through four. We're going to forget Rocky five and Rocky Balboa. He's now moved on to Creed. He's helping the next guy out. Yeah. Yeah. I did quite enjoy Rocky five. Oh, no way. Where he's like randomly a street fighter. He's like, oh, the boxing crew is no, over. No, 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 no. I'm getting him wrong. No, no, five was shit. No, the five. one that he was like a hundred in. The, oh, the, the yeah, last that's Rocky one. Balboa. Where that's he still Rocky fights. Balboa. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Awful. Where he's like 65 <laughs> and he's doing it. It's not as bad as Rocky five, but it is ridiculous that he's like an old man trying to win back his son. He's like, I'm going to fight to do it. And his son's like, fuck you, man. Like, no. <laughs> I do remember going to the movie theater to watch that and thinking, okay, I'm enjoying this a little bit too much, but at the back of my mind i think all i was thinking was if there can be more rocky there can definitely be more rambo and you know you know how into the last couple of rambo movies i was remember that jeremy when pushed killing is as easy as breathing <laughs> the best part about that was like everyone got really upset with him for a little bit like he's doing steroids to, t- to film this movie it's like yeah he's a hundred he's trying to look jacked everyone in hollywood is on steroids <laughs> yeah yeah uh one more thing about uh council stuff before we're done on this episode of uh, Did You America, let's uh, take some time to talk about James Corden. He's upset the BTS fan base because he said that the people that are into BTS are 15-year-old girls. Now, James Corden is the most deliberately like middle of the road, if he's anything left-wing, unoffensive type host that there is on TV at the moment, if you ask me. And he does a little bit last night about uh, BTS going to the UN where all of the world's political leaders have been congregating this week and just made a joke about the fact that this has been the time that the most 15-year-old girls have turned up to the UN because BTS were there, right? And now he's cancelled? Bunch of BTS people get online. Uh, This is just one remark, but I think it's typical of all of them. As a teenage girl myself, I just want to take a moment to say, leave us alone. Stop using my gender and age as a way of mocking other people and what they do. So what we're basically saying now is talking in terms of demographics is not acceptable in 2021. So anyone who works in marketing, if you're going into a marketing meeting and you're going to say, you know, this company or this ad campaign is going to target 25 to 54 year old women, that is not woke enough. Is that what this is saying? I, you know, it's fine because I think most people would be like, oh, this is the woke police going way too far once again. But I think this is just proof that clearly the entire world hates James Corden. So, I mean, first of all, uh, and you know, risking getting canceled myself. BTS fans are a bunch of 15-year-old girls. But they are! Like, exclusively. What's, what's wrong with but saying that? over the last two months, there has been... Actually, over the last couple of years now, there has been a massive push to cancel James Corden. First, he was in that Cats movie. And people were like, you're not even a cat. What is this? Then, then remember a few months back... People Humans were, are not allowed to take on exactly, cat form. You're, That's, not, oh, you're not even a feline. You're not, you're not a proper cat. You're taking work away from real cat. They could have gone to that temple. Tavern and got some feral cats. Right. They need the world. Chicken fried frit, chicken fried fish. <laughs> then they've got to stop them from being turned into cat food for humans. Then a few months ago, people got upset because he was like, "Hey, some of these foods are gross," and they're like, "Hey, I like those foods." Cancelled. No one gets cancelled over something that soft. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You might be onto something. Then well, hold on. There's one more. Oh. Last, yeah, last week he did. I guess he's promoting some Cinderella show he's in, and so they did a flash mob dance at a red light. And they were like, you're stopping traffic at a red light. I can turn right here. Cancelled. <laughs> the world hates James Corden. Well, he is British and Brits can't turn right on a red light. So Wait, he probably really? No, of course not. That, I'm I, learning so much about Shitsville that today. Is another, that is another thing that America just figured out in terms of making life easier and getting to where you need to go faster. So moving your world forward with great progression. Yes, you can turn right on a red light. You can't turn right on a red light in the UK. You just have to wait till it goes green. That's terrible. Do you know the one part of the states where you also can't can't turn right on a red light. Where? The state of Massachusetts, which again adds to my theory that Boston would rather be cut off and sent back across the water to become part of the UK. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> in Massachusetts, it is illegal
illegal to turn right on a red light. And I believe it's the only state in the greatest country on earth where that is the case. So again, they just want to be part of England. I, I've, I've said this about Boston on this podcast before. I have never been so underwhelmed by the fact that there is such a lack of Americana as I have when I go to Boston. Everyone there, they, they just desperately want to be European. They literally would, would, would prefer someone to take a massive saw to Boston, to that corner of America, push it back across the Atlantic, and then let, let it be part of England. And they're literally going, oh yeah, push hard so we reach England. We already can't turn right on a red light. Not to take this traffic tangent even further, but you know who has the best traffic rules in this country? Not Texas, surprisingly. Arizona. I don't know if this was everywhere in Arizona, but when I lived in Tucson, every single light, you knew that the left arrow was coming at the end of the light cycle. So they would put a white line down in the middle of the road. Mm. So you can creep out all the way into the middle of the road. You know, so if the red lights, if the green arrow is not there yet, you can see over the traffic. and It's just absolute genius and everywhere should do that. Do you think people want to cancel James Corden just because he's annoying. Yeah, and because he stops traffic <laughs> and thinks food is gross. Doesn't know and isn't a cat. Doesn't know that you can turn right on a red line. Right. Like, every time they're, they're like, do you know what made the traffic in Los Angeles even worse? James Corden moved here. Doesn't even know how to work the stop All these lights. celebrities singing in cars with him. <laughs> right. Not only that, don't shame me. I love BTS. I um. It's funny with James Corden because normally. I'm very supportive of any famous British people who move to the States because I always see uh, having a, a career in the States for a British person as being a sign of success. And, uh, you know, when I lived in Shitsville and all I wanted to do was move to America, I was obsessed with any famous Brit person that moved to America just because it, it was like it was what I wanted to do. So right. any rock stars that are British that live in the States, I'd always be like, they live in a proper country. They live in a proper country. Like anything, if they were having a hit, if they still looked good for their age, anything that they were doing that was good or impressive, I would go... Because they live in a proper country. Because they live in the proper country, and and then I'd look at other people and go, they could have moved to America, but they didn't, and their career ended ten years ago as a result. Like I'm so like tunnel visioned on my pro American right. stars, but literally I am for anyone like uh, any British people, and I, and I and I turn against famous Brits who are known in America but choose to live in England. Let or me move get back. Let, let, how fucking dare they? <laughs> let me give you an example. I used to be a big fan of Billions, the TV show. Yeah, right. So the I redheaded don't, guy, right? I, I don't know. I don't. I, might, I don't know if I might be spoiling this for anyone, but spoiler alert, people: Bobby Axelrod in Billions, he's actually British in what? real life. <laughs> I just, it, it is shocking it's, it's when you first American find out accent, he's great right? American accent. Good American yeah. accent. So, uh, what's his name in real life? Uh, the guy uh, from Homeland. That's. <laughs> that's his name yeah. in real life yeah yeah <laughs> no what is his name uh not hugh laurie Here no hugh laurie's house yeah i'm saying he's not that that's his name i'm right. looking it up right now uh, uh what is his name i can't uh oh, I do, do i need to, i spelled billions wrong do i need, to, do I need to do a quick story da about damian what, lewis that's it. oh i was about to do a quick story about sharing uh not a, paul giamatti i was about to do a quick story about sharing a bench press with hugh laurie we'll save that for the, <laughs> we'll save that for the next episode um damian lewis right now so that show comes on, and I never watched Homeland. I knew that Damien Lewis was uh, was English, and I thought it was a good American accent. And I got very into Billions because you know I love the nasty corporateness of all of it. Right. I was, you know, about the, somewhere around the third season, I read an interview with Damien Lewis. And a lot of that interview was talking about how he flew back and forth and how it screwed up his sleep schedule and how difficult it was. Right, and it turned me off. And at that point, I went, Billions has become shit. <laughs> Thank God succession is here. Literally, literally, that, you read my mind. I literally started texting people because they go, oh, did you see what Bobby Axelrod did this week? And you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of corporate America and my friends who know this would text me and go, oh, did you see what Bobby Axelrod did? He's such an asshole. You must really like it. And I was literally going, nah, succession, succession, right. succession. Because you know why? Logan in succession, also British. Do you know where he lives? New York. He actually 
lives in New sense. York in real life. So as far and I don't know, people might tell me billions is still as strong as it always was. They might say that it actually got better. But no, somewhere around the third season, I read an interview with Damien Lewis that was all about how difficult it was to fly back and forth during the filming. Right. And I was like, oh, and you got to film an entire episode where you went to a Metallica gig. That's what really wound me up. You little asshole. You could live in a proper country, but you choose to still live in London. And you got to make a primetime HBO show where they clearly based an entire episode on you going to a Metallica show just because in real life you wanted to go to a Metallica show. Do you remember that episode? There's like a whole episode where it's not even part of the rest of the story. There's a whole episode where they go to a Metallica <laughs> show. There's nothing else to it. Apart from there's a chick who's meant to be the support band and halfway through she does a really good acoustic version of round and round by rat which i also happen to love so i should still love this show but i can't get out of my head that about three years ago i read an interview with damian lewis where he's going on about oh you know because i really do miss primrose hill or whatever the fuck part of england he lives in so Moss, are we canceling James Corden? how do i get onto this i don't know i have no clue I think we were just talking about how James Corden still loves England, even though he's in a proper country, and that set you off on talking about people right. who love James England. James Corden should be locked away in a house in England with Damian Lewis, and they shouldn't be allowed to come out and be on American TV. There's one There's one question that you should ask every British person who claims to love America. And, you know, Take family and people you love living there out. If tomorrow American... America goes to war with England. Whose side are you on? That's as simple as that. Take your family and all your love out of it. Whose side are you on? Uh, well, America. Exactly. Whose side is James Corden on? He said it. He's still on England's side. <laughs> if you ask me, that's grounds for deportation. Well, so if you think I turned against billions because Damien Lewis lives in England still, James Corden does at least have a house in Los Angeles. My issue with him is he goes back to England too much. Like, that upsets <laughs> right. me as Don't well. Don't even visit. One visit <laughs> like, a year. Like, maybe for Christmas. Yeah, right, right. Maybe it's acceptable to go back to, for the holidays, but you're keeping one foot in one country and one foot in the other. Not good enough. And I'll tell you this, right? So, and again, so I should, in theory... Clearly, my dislike of billions is justified. I think I did the perfect job of, of explaining why I've turned against it. Right. right. It's sensible, right? Right. No one would claim that I was crazy for just turning not, against no. the TV show because I found out that one actor still chooses to live in London. So with James Corden, I think it's because he's just he just spends a little bit too much time in England, and I think that turns me off. Because, like, I still prefer... This is, this is how much I've turned against James Corden. I, I still prefer Craig Ferguson... Right, who was on the show before, and Craig Ferguson blocks me on Twitter. I was to say he doesn't prefer you. And to try and make friends with Craig Ferguson, I've started a dialogue with his gay robot from the TV show. <laughs> like I've, 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 I've started, I've started talking to the gay robot from Craig Ferguson's show to try and patch up the apparent difference I've got with Craig Ferguson. I don't even know what it is because we've never met. But as far as I know, he's the only person that's blocked me on Twitter. Certainly the only person that I know that's blocked me on Twitter. And I still say that I prefer Craig Ferguson. Than, than James Corden. And you know why? Because Craig Ferguson wrote an autobiography called American on Purpose. I don't see James Corden doing that. No. He doesn't even have a gay robot. No. Robosexual. All right, well, we didn't plan anything for today's show, but I think we covered a lot of ground that yeah, was thoroughly entertaining. Was, I thought we did a good job. <laughs> if you want to talk to the show, it's didyouamerica.com on the website. If you want to get us on the socials, Ian Camfield on Twitter, Camfield off the radio on uh, Instagram. And if you want to vote for Song of the Week, you can do it via the website or have a look for the Song of the Week poll on my Twitter, which is at Ian Camfield. Did we America today? We're not in England. <laughs>